Dateline, a long time ago. Galaxy far, far away. The clone armies of the Republic are spread out across the galaxy, fighting droid armies of the Separatist movement. And from the front lines of the battle comes Frontline, the Clone War podcast, with your host, Michael Cohen. And now, Michael Cohen. Welcome to the fifth episode of Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast for the episode Destroy Malevolence. Uh, I'm your host, Michael Cohen. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm sorry about the late arrival of this episode. I wanted to have it out a couple of days uh, earlier, but unfortunately it's been really busy around here. So, uh, so I wasn't able to get it up. Um, but here it is. So I hope you enjoy it. Uh, this is the episode for Destroy Malevolence. We're going to do a recap in just a bit. But first, I'm going to get to some news. Uh, not a very uh, heavy weekend news uh, since the last I, I talked to you guys. Uh, really, there's only, there's only a couple stories of note. Uh, the first being from Yahoo.com. And it's about uh, George Lucas accepting the icon... Uh, the Comic-Con Icon Award at Scream 2008. Uh, and it says, George Lucas shocked and thrilled the audience when he walked out on stage flanked by stormtroopers to accept the Comic-Con Icon Award at Scream 2008. This rare appearance by one of the most iconic and influential filmmakers of all time brought the stunned crowd to its feet. Uh, the rest of the article goes on to just sort of detail uh, the other highlights of, of the um, of the award show but uh, you can actually if you just head over to YouTube you can pretty much find this clip uh, if you just put in like George Lucas Scream 2008 you, you'll probably be able to find it pretty quick um, I actually watched it myself and Samuel L. Jackson introduces him which is pretty cool and uh, and when he comes out he gets a standing ovation and and you know you you can you can listen to the critics or you cannot listen to the critics but no matter what when it comes right down to it it's the fans that matter the most and when you see someone like George Lucas receive an award like this uh, and everyone in the crowd you know stands on their feet to, to give him a standing ovation that tells you how uh, how appreciated he is in pop culture so congratulations to him on that and uh, and check that out uh, it's actually it's there's a really cool like montage of clips from Star Wars and uh, there's a there's a clip from Clone Wars in there and uh, and Indiana Jones THX 1138 his which was his first movie the first movie he directed uh, and wrote and uh, and there's some clips from Willow there's no clips from American Graffiti which I find really weird because that was kind of his first mainstream film that was the first film that people actually saw that was associated with George Lucas but they didn't they didn't bother to put it on there I guess because it was the Scream 2008 awards and it really didn't have anything to do with Scream because there's no blood or gore or anything like that uh, <laughs> so I guess that's why they they omitted it uh, and thankfully they also omitted Howard the Duck although I mean it's Scream 2008 it's a pretty scary movie so they, they could have added it in there, and I don't think anybody would have complained too much. But uh, the other news is just that Clone Wars is getting awesome reviews all over the internet. Uh, you can head over to StarWars.com, and under their Clone Wars news section, 
they have links to probably about five or six different reviews on other websites of the premiere and, and the subsequent episodes of the Clone Wars. And they're all super positive and people love it. And, uh, and I mean, since the show aired, since, since its debut, the downloads of this podcast alone have spiked so much. It's ridiculous. Uh, thank you guys all for listening so much. Cause, uh, I, I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't have a listening audience and, and, and I do, and it's ridiculous cause I haven't even done that much. This is only the fifth episode and you guys are already downloading it like hell. Um, but you can also check out reviews uh, on other websites. IGN.com does weekly reviews of the episodes. Uh, they started with uh, Shadow of Malevolence, so they've done Shadow and uh, Destroy Malevolence. And, uh, and this is a little bit of our own site news. We're going to have reviews up on CloneWarsPodcast.com. Uh, that are actually by Steve Glosson of Geek Out Loud, the official podcast of geekoutonline.com. He was on our second episode, and uh, and hopefully he's going to be back soon. Uh, I know you're listening to this, Steve, and, and you're back on. Um, and he's doing reviews over at his website, his blog, geekoutonline.com. And so I'm going to be taking those reviews from his site and posting them on clonewarspodcast.com for you guys. But even though I'm doing that for you guys, I still want you to go over to geekoutonline.com and check out Steve's blog because he posts some pretty awesome blogs on, on, on his site. Um, he's, he does a lot of countdowns. and I mean, uh, right now, I think he's in the middle of his countdown of uh, top 10 supervillains of all time, uh, his personal top 10 supervillains of all time. Uh, so, so head over there and check him out. And, uh, and we're going to have those reviews up on our site uh, as soon as he posts them on his. So he'll post them on his, and then I'll copy them over to, to CloneWarsPodcast.com so you can check those out. Uh, with that, is essentially the news for this week. It's a really slow week for news. Uh, actually, the majority of the news is in the collecting section, which is after the weekly recap. So without further ado, let's get to the recap. The episode last Friday was Destroy Malevolence and it was I mean I, I think personally the best episode yet I think that they just keep topping each other um, maybe that's just because we're getting to see a lot of stuff for the first time but in any case it just keeps getting better in my opinion so here we go hot on the heels of General Grievous Obi-Wan Kenobi aboard the Resolute pursues the Malevolence the Separatist warship has been badly damaged by Anakin Skywalker's previous assault, and now not only is its ion cannon damaged, but its hyperdrive is also disabled. The warship is helpless, but even with three destroyers, the massive malevolence can take whatever they dish out. Master Plo Koon suggests that they will need reinforcements to destroy the warship, but Anakin reports that the nearest fleet, led by Jedi Luminara Undali, is currently engaged in battle and won't arrive until it has turned the enemy away. The Jedi must make do with what they have. Master Kenobi orders the clones to focus all turbo lasers on the bridge in an attempt to destroy the Malevolence. Aboard the Malevolence, General Grievous reports to Count Dooku. Dooku has arranged a trap to assist Grievous in his escape. Somehow, Dooku has managed to send a senator his way, one that Grievous can take hostage and use to barter for his escape. 
the Jedi would not dare fire on the malevolence with an innocent bystander aboard. Traveling through hyperspace, we are introduced to Padme Amidala and C-3PO aboard their Nubian starship. Chancellor Palpatine has sent them on a secret mission to negotiate with the leader of the banking clan to defect to the Republic. Coming out of hyperspace, Padme and her protocol droid find themselves in the heat of the battle between the Jedi and the Malevolence. Back aboard the Republic destroyer, Ahsoka picks up the signal of a small starship that has just come out of hyperspace. As they make contact with Padme and 3PO, the small Naboo ship is caught in a tractor beam. Resolute as always, Padme pleads with the Jedi to continue their assault. She will not allow the Separatists to escape on her account. Conflicted, Anakin orders the ships to cease firing on the Malevolence. Aboard the Separatist warship, Grievous orders the droids to begin work on restoring the hyperdrive while he greets their new guest in the main hangar. The general makes his way below aboard a massive tram system used for intership transport across the mile-long warship. In the hangar, Padme has rigged her ship to self-destruct. Boarding the Naboo starship, Grievous notices the overloading system and narrowly escapes the fiery explosion that results. Aboard the Resolute, Anakin prepares the Twilight for liftoff. Obi-Wan inquires as to Anakin's plan for rescuing Padme, reminding him that every plan needs a backup. Anakin informs him that the Malevolence's scanners are disabled, so all they have to do is fly there, land at the emergency airlock, and walk in through the door, brilliant in its simplicity. Back on the Malevolence, Padme attempts to hijack the ship's communication system and contact the Republic ships, but she is interrupted by the approaching Grievous and a patrol of battle droids. She overhears that the ship hyperdrive is not as badly damaged as they thought, and the ship, ship should be able to make its escape soon. Using a couple of good tricks, Anakin maneuvers the Twilight into place and docks with the massive warship. Once inside, Obi-Wan and Anakin are confronted by two battle droids who they make short work of. It seems Anakin's plan has worked. Now all they have to do is find Padme. Back aboard the Resolute, Ahsoka and Master Plo have contacted Luminar Undali, who reports that she will arrive shortly with reinforcements. Just then, Yularen alerts the Jedi of a transmission coming from inside the Malevolence. Ahsoka patches the transmission from Padme to Anakin and Obi-Wan. According to their scans, there is a large open area in the center of the ship halfway between the two parties. That is where they will rendezvous. The large open area is the ship's rail system. A massive chasm separates the Jedi from the Senator, and with battle droids in pursuit, Padme is forced to leap onto an approaching rail car. Bounding from train to train, Anakin makes his way towards Padme, but a super battle droid has taken out the rails in front of her car. Using the force, Anakin pulls Padme to his train as she leaps from hers, allowing the two to share a brief moment alone in one of, one of the tunnels. Meanwhile, Obi-Wan attempts to retrieve 3PO, who has fallen onto another train. Reaching out in the force, Obi-Wan pulls 3PO towards him, but he's not quite quick enough and the droid is carried away by another train. Padme tells the Jedi what she overheard, and Obi-Wan decides to go for the hyperdrive since he's already headed in that direction. He will disable the hyperdrive and meet them back at the twilight. Unbeknownst to the Jedi, Grievous has been listening in and moves to intercept Kenobi. Anakin contacts R2 and asks him to find 3PO. Using the Malevolence's computer, R2 finds 3PO and stops his train. Obi-Wan arrives in the engine room greeted by Grievous and a whole lot of droids. 
The two share some witty banter, and Grievous orders the droids to attack. Using the droidicas to destroy the battle droids, he escapes into a nearby hallway. Grievous orders the remaining droids to guard the hyperdrive while he deals with the Jedi himself. Padme and Anakin are making their way back to the Twilight with super battle droids not far behind. Defeating the droids and step stopping off at the ship's bridge, Anakin destroys its crew and hotwires the ship's navicomputer. Back on the rail system, Grievous has caught up with Obi-Wan and the two engage in a lightsaber duel. However, Obi-Wan cuts it short, escaping on another train. R2 and 3PO make their way back to the Twilight, just as Anakin and Padme arrive. Obi-Wan makes it there just in time, and they escape from the Malevolence, just as Grievous, aboard his personal starfighter, launches in pursuit. Padme takes to the turret and manages to destroy some of Grievous's fighter escort. Grievous orders, orders the droids to make the jump to Separatist space. The droids engage the hyperdrive, but there's something wrong. They're heading for a small moon. Dooku contacts Grievous, demanding a report, but Grievous closes the transmission with no response. The Count is not pleased. With the malevolence destroyed, the cowardly Grievous flees as usual. And that is the, uh, I guess that's it's one, two, three, four, episode of, uh, of the Clone Wars. Destroy malevolence, and in my opinion, the best one so far. Uh, yeah, I, I totally loved this episode. I couldn't get enough. Um, it, it had what I finally been waiting for, and that's Obi-Wan actually doing something, which was nice for a change. Uh, previous to now, we've only seen him really in holograms and in a command position, just sort of standing on the deck of one of the Republic destroyers calling out orders. And, uh, and that's not the Obi-Wan Kenobi I love. I know that. I mean, I don't know. There might be people out there that really like that, but uh, that's what you have characters like Yularen for, you know? Like, Obi-Wan Kenobi should be out there with his lightsaber slicing droids and fighting General Grievous, and that's what we got in this episode. So, as far as that goes, I couldn't be happier. Um, the other thing about this episode that was great was that it further to establish the camaraderie and brotherhood of Anakin and Obi-Wan which is something that we didn't ever get to see in the movies. So these these episodes, this show is going to develop that that relationship between the two as equals, not as uh, master and Padawan. Uh, being that Obi-Wan, of course, being a Jedi Master, but Anakin being a knight. So and with a Padawan of his own now. So uh, they, they're more on equal footing, so we can see that. And then it makes more sense when we catch up to them in episode three uh and and they have sort of that that relationship where they're equals now and they're not arguing with each other um obi-wan respects anakin in a way that he didn't respect him in episode two and it and it makes sense now that we get to see the in-between uh which which is really exciting um and it they're doing it in a really great way i mean the dialogue between Anakin and Obi-Wan on the twilight as they're uh, they're preparing to lift off and then as they as they dock with with the malevolence is great and uh, Obi-Wan has the great line to Anakin that uh, uh, twirling isn't isn't flying uh, and uh, or spinning isn't flying and and Anakin says yeah but it's a good trick which goes back to 
episode one when when Anakin's in the uh, the the Naboo starfighter and he takes out the the droid control ship, and everybody's kind of like, well, that's not like it. We heard that Anakin was a great pilot, not that he was like a fluke lucky pilot, you know. And uh, and here we get we get to see a bit of that. I mean, we got to see it in the last episode and in the series or in the movie. I mean with Anakin doing some flying there and I'm sure we'll get to see a lot more of it of Anakin the pilot which is another thing that I'm really looking forward to but just the comment the throwback to episode one which nobody references episode one we all try and pretend like it doesn't exist and uh and there's actually two references to episode one because later on between Padme and Anakin uh Padme comments how when she first found him he was he was building droids and he says yeah i used to put droids together and now all i do is take them apart and these are just i mean they're not the best lines in the world they're they're pretty hokey and and maybe a little tiny bit forced but it doesn't matter because they're nostalgic and that's the point uh and and in my opinion things can be a little bit hokey if they're nostalgic because whenever you're nostalgic it's cheesy right so i mean it 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 brings good feelings to me when they reference the movies or i mean we had in the other episodes we had the the clones fixing their their escape pod going no this one goes there that one goes there and i already commented on that but i just love that moment <laughs> and uh and these things are, are what what's going to make this episode this show resonate with us as star wars fans and it shows that the people writing it and all of the people involved really have a connection to Star Wars and they really care and they want it to be the best show possible. So just more stuff like that. I'm sure in the, the forthcoming episodes, I'm going to gush about the same stuff. Uh, and, and as Steve would say, I'm going to geek out about it because it is like one of my passions. Star Wars is one of my passions and they are doing such a great job to bring that Star Wars feeling to the screen every week. I mean, what more could we want as Star Wars fans than to get this quality every single week? And and I, I don't know that there's anybody out there that can argue that. There's people that maybe might not like it, but I don't know that they could argue that Clone Wars isn't bringing Star Wars to the screen every single week on a consistent basis for us. So uh that was my geek out moment there um some other great stuff is is grievous and his cowardly uh, exploits uh taking off at the end not acknowledging count dooku i thought was a great moment because that's exactly how he would react to it you know like he, he he's not going to deal with count dooku who's pretty much just going to reprimand him i know we know that Dooku's just going to be like, you screwed up again, Grievous. Uh, he did it before in, in a couple episodes before. And being that this was the end of a three-part episode, um, it was really great because in the first episode, we see them kind of together. And and when they're in the same room and on the on the bridge of the, the malevolence in the first episode of this arc, uh, Grievous has to be a little bit more like, oh, yes, of course, Count you know like i'll do whatever you say because dooku's right there and we all know that dooku could just pull out his lightsaber and pretty much make short work of grievous within a matter of moments because he's the one who taught grievous everything he knows uh and then later on we see 
we see in the second episode of the arc we see them kind of have a, a moment of conflict where Grievous isn't doing what Dooku would like and so Dooku kind of reprimands him there and so by the end of the story Grievous has had enough especially considering the fact that he's lost malevolence and he knows it so he's in big trouble so he's not going to acknowledge Count Dooku and he takes off and we don't know where he goes like maybe he goes back to separatist space he rendezvous with the rest of them maybe he hasn't uh, maybe we're going to see that in a further episode. Uh, I know that in a couple of weeks we have the episode, uh, the, the Layer of Grievous, I think is what it's called, and it's the one with, with Kit Fisto and his Padawan, or former Padawan, going into the Layer of General Grievous and confronting him. So maybe that's where he's retreated to. That's a little bit of speculation on my part. But some great moments with Grievous. Uh, a, a great moment between Grievous and Obi-Wan where Grievous says to Obi-Wan, hello there, which is how Obi-Wan will greet Grievous, uh, presumably the next time he sees him. I don't know, they might have a few conflicts in between now and then, but uh, but maybe the next time he sees him in episode three, just how he greets him. So it sets up that, that uh, a rapport between the two characters. It's not a good rapport, it's a negative rapport, but still, like there's a history now. Whereas before, we just knew that Grievous was out there and Obi-Wan was out there and they'd heard of each other, but we didn't know that they had had a conflict previously. And uh, and, and maybe we're going to see a lot of this, this sort of, I mean, a lot like their duel where the two characters come together, clash sabers, and then depart, you know, and they go their separate ways. And we might see that a lot over the war, two pivotal characters uh, meeting each other on the battlefield but not having that final confrontation uh, and you know what it'll take the final confrontation in episode three and it'll make it worth it like it'll validate it because I know that a lot of people say Grievous comes out of nowhere and then Obi-Wan fights him and kills him with a blaster rifle you know like it's not really it's not really the fight that we were all expecting, I think. It, it, it was a little bit cut short. But now we're going to kind of develop that within the series. So, again, here's the series not just being its own story, not just being its own universe, but lending to the Star Wars universe and strengthening everything else. Like, putting a foundation under Episode Three, so that all of those five minute clips that we got of this guy there and that guy there and and all that sort of thing it's all going to mean something now we're going to have connections to those characters we're going to know how they got from their jedi council chambers in episode two uh and and their brief little cameos to where they are in episode three and and we're going to take that journey with them which is going to make them way more interesting characters and it's going to validate them so much more in episode three i mean i can't wait for the hundred episodes of this series to have concluded and for us to have gotten the full story and to know everything and then to watch episode three again and to watch that scene where the jedi are all slain and get the full impact i mean it it's pretty impactful as is for us star wars fans but once we have connections to those characters i think it's going to be even more so so i mean i think i sound like a broken record every week i talk about how the show 
is continuing to develop to develop the Star Wars universe. But I think that it bears repeating because it's doing such a great job of it, and I need to acknowledge it every week that it does it. Um, I'm just trying to think of anything else in this episode that was great. We had some great moments between R2 and 3PO towards the end there. They had a little bit of, of their banter. 3PO was really great in this episode. Uh, he, he served the purpose that he always serves of being that sort of goofy uh, uh, protocol droid on the side that, that just can't seem to keep up with anybody else. And we have another throwback, I guess I'll throw forward to The Empire Strikes Back, where Anakin comes out of the, the turbo lift looks at 3PO and goes, what are you just standing there for? Come on, we gotta go. And and it's exactly the same as as when uh, 3PO finds Han in, in the, the the underground in Echo Base on Hoth and, and they have their their exchange back and forth where he's like, hurry up, Goldenrod, are you gonna be a permanent resident? And and it's it's those same feelings. I mean, you could say that they're just taking moments from Star Wars uh, from from Empire, from Return of the Jedi, from all of the movies, and just throwing them into these episodes. But what's wrong with that? You know, like they, it's it's homage, and it shows that they care. So there we go on another tangent about about how great these guys are producing this show. Uh, clearly, I really really like it. <laughs> um, and the introduction of Padme was was really great she's great in this series she was great in the movie uh and and i look forward to that character coming back and uh and i know steve mentions this uh in the review and uh and and i think it bears repeating here that what they're doing is they're actually establishing that relationship between padme and anakin in a way that's uh relevant and makes sense previously those characters i mean i i do my best i love the prequels i don't love them as much as the original trilogy but i do love them they're still up there in you know like my top movies of all time revenge of the sith is so great and attack of the clones but in those moments in attack of the clones it, I, it, they never really sold it for me the relationship between anakin and padme and uh and just in that brief like it's i don't even know how long it is it's like a half a second when they're in that tunnel before obi-wan says nice catch and uh and the two of them share that hug and and are about to kiss and and don't quite get to but you know like like that that moment was better than all of the moments from episode two put together and again validates the relationship in episode three it makes things make sense and these guys are doing such a great job of filling in those holes addressing our issues as star wars fans which is a huge deal to me because i know that we all have issues with the prequels uh there's issues with the original trilogy i mean the prequels make the original trilogy look better uh just in reference to each other i guess but there are issues with with all of it and now we're going to get the opportunity to to fill that stuff in i hope that they can take what they're doing with clone wars and later on do something similar for the original trilogy uh, i would love to revisit those characters i've seen so much of anakin and obi-wan and and padme and these guys uh 
in all these different stories since the prequels started, I would love to go back and revisit those classic era characters. Now that we have all this backstory, it will be so interesting. Uh, and I'm going off on another tangent there. So that was the episode Destroy Malevolence. Uh, I loved it. I hope you guys loved it. And, uh, and from there, we're going to go into collecting news. Uh, Clone Wars issue two of the six issue comic book miniseries hit the shelves. Uh, just not this past Wednesday, but the previous one. Hopefully you guys can still get out there and pick up an issue at your comic book store. Um, what you, I suggest you do, especially if you get more than one comic, is that you go into your comic book store. And this is, this is a bit of a collecting uh, tip. A lot of comic book stores will set up what's called a box or a saver. Um, and what you can do is you can give them the list of the comics that you get every month. And they will take those comics and put them in your box for you and you don't have to worry about hunting them down so so if if you're really into a lot of different comic book series then then definitely do that and then you don't have to worry about it if not i'm sure you guys can all still find clone wars issue 2 on shelves it's only about a week old at this point um just as good as the first one i i like how each issue is sort of encapsulated um with a six issue miniseries a lot of the time you can get uh sort of like snippets of a story as opposed to stories in and of themselves and and with this one they've done a really great job of tying each issue which is its own story with a beginning a middle and an end into this overall arc which is going to be great i i, I think that it's going to be a really interesting arc from start to finish um and, and they're doing a good job of capturing the exact same feeling that the uh, that the TV series has. So if you haven't picked it up already, you might even be able to still get issue one. Uh, I don't know if they'll be doing a second printing of it, but they, they might do a second printing later on. Definitely you'll be able to go back and get this in trade paperback. So if you're stressing out about it, you can't get issue one, but you wanna collect this, give it another uh i guess we're gonna have four more months for the series to sort of run its course um for this this six issue miniseries to run its course and then dark horse is pretty good about it actually pretty quick i i would bet they'll have the trade out so what a trade paperback is for those of you who don't collect comic books they'll take all six issues of the series of the miniseries and they will put it into one book and usually it'll be sort of like a, it's a soft cover book with, with sort of the thicker cardstock covers, uh, not not like your magazine type cover like like comic books have. So it's it's a more collectible format. If if you're more of a collector, uh, it it looks better on a, on a bookshelf than comic books do because comic books often you have to bag and board in order for them or in order to preserve them. So. If you're concerned, you can't find issue one, you don't want to jump in an issue two without the backstory, and you've got the patience of a Jedi, <laughs> you can wait another probably eight months, uh, well, maybe not eight months, maybe like six months, for for that to hit the shelves um, in trade paperback form. And, uh, and I think it'll be worth it. I mean, obviously you'll be listening and, and I'll be giving my review of, of, well, brief review of each issue as it comes out. 
But if you're not already picking that up and you want to pick up the issues, I urge you to go out there and pick it up because it is a pretty good series if you're enjoying the show. If you're not enjoying the show, I don't know why you're listening to the podcast. Um, that aside, if you're not enjoying the show and you're still listening to the podcast and you're thinking about getting the comic, it's probably not for you. If you're not enjoying the show, you should probably be picking up something like Knights of the Old Republic, which is the only other currently running series that I'll personally recommend. Uh, I haven't really read any of the other ones. I'm not a fan of the concept of Legacy. I went over all of this in the last episode. So if you haven't listened to the last episode, go to iTunes, download the last episode, and you can listen to me go off on a whole spiel about comics. Um, and if you want to know more about comic books and comic book collecting, there's actually an episode of Geek Out Loud, the official podcast of geekoutonline.com. And uh, Steve and I think his cousin go through... Uh, all of, like what it takes to be a comic book collector, how to get into comic book collecting. So, so I suggest you subscribe to his podcast. You go back into his archives and you get that older podcast and you can learn a lot about collecting comics in general. So check that out. Uh, and then the, uh, another piece of news. Um, I think I got this from Yoda news. Uh, I can't remember if it's Yoda news.com or not. Uh, which I was led there from rebelscum.com and this is about the gentle giant statues of Obi-Wan and Anakin and they're in a Clone Wars style now gentle giant which they are my favorite of the high-end collectibles uh, manufacturers and distributors to get stuff from I have an Obi-Wan Kenobi in uh, clone trooper armor statue and uh, and the uh, the minibus, the companion minibus is on its way. Um, and I love their stuff. They are so good at doing these these uh, statues and their sculpts are just perfect. Um, the minibus are awesome. If you don't own up Gentle Giant minibus, if you've never seen one, head to your comic book store. A lot of the comic book stores nowadays are, are actually stocking these sorts of things. If not, there are collectible stores that you can go to that sell stuff like this um, and if if you can't do that you can always go online and buy them if you check out gentle giant uh, ltd.com you can check out all of their stuff but they've got pictures of the obi-wan and anakin in the clone Wars style now that they've released um, and these statues look wicked and i think i might actually have to get the obi-wan one uh, it, it kind of depends on how much they end up being they can actually be kind of pricey. Like I, I've said before, I'm a high-end collector. That's sort of what I stick to. But uh, but sometimes things are even too high-end for me. So uh, the most I've ever spent is that that 189 on the uh, on the Obi-Wan statue. And uh, it was well worth it. But still, it's a lot of money to spend on a statue. Um, but these are pretty wicked. So if you're into the high-end collectibles, check those out. If you're not into getting them quite that high-end, because often these are resin statues, which is sort of like a, it feels kind of like a cold stone, um, and they're, they're much harder. Uh, if you're not collecting that high-end, um, Kotobukiya is doing a line of Clone Wars stuff. They've actually got a couple of waves coming out, and there's going to be four uh statues they don't call them statues in in north america because 
Gentle Giant and Sideshow have the rights to, to distribute and manufacture and produce statues in North America. Um, and Kotobukiya is from Japan. But they call them uh, vinyl snap-together model kits. Um, they're, they're not actually model kits. You don't have to paint them. They come pre-painted. I don't know if this is going to be the case for the Clone Wars ones. I know it's the case for a lot of the other statues that they do where the pieces come, they're all pre-painted, uh, great detail, and they're vinyl, so they're plastic, so they're a little bit cheaper. They generally range from like 100 to about $120, which is still high-end, but not super high-end, like $200. Um, and they're, they're, they kind of just have like pegs that fit into slots, and the, the model kit that they, as they call it, goes together in like three or four pieces. Um, I don't know if that's going to be the case with these uh, these Clone Wars ones. I know that the Clone Wars ones are a bit cheaper, um, but I've only seen them bundled so far. I haven't been able to, to, I haven't really looked that hard, but I haven't found anybody who's selling them uh, individually. Um, so I don't know what their individual price point's going to be, which is obviously going to determine the quality, the size, all that sort of thing. Uh, but you can find them online. Uh, I know that Rebel Scum has had them previously. I mean, these have been out there for a while. I may have even mentioned them in a previous episode. I don't. I don't recall. Um, but if you're not into the super high end, you can wait for those to come out. I'm not gonna get the Jedi set for those. The first set is is the Jedi, which has Obi Wan, Anakin, uh, Yoda, and Ahsoka. And I'm probably not going to pick up any of those. I'm not really fond of the Obi-Wan, which is the one that I would get because that's what I collect. Uh, he only really looks good when he's paired with the Anakin. And I don't want to have to, like, I don't want to be forced to buy both. Because if I buy two of them, knowing me, I'd end up buying four of them. And if I buy four of them, that means that every subsequent wave of this set that comes out, I'm going to have to be completist on it. And I really don't want to get into that. So, um,. Uh, the second wave is the uh, the Separatists, the dark side, and it has Dooku, Grievous, and Asajj Ventress, and I think Sidious might be in there. I, I'm not, I don't remember for sure, but I think he might be in there. Um, and then the fourth wave, now the fourth wave, I am going to get all four more than likely, because the fourth wave is all clone troopers. You've got uh, Commander Cody, you have Rex, you have uh, sort of like a, a rocket trooper, and then you have like just a standard trooper, and they look awesome. They they are totally cool. Um, so if you haven't seen those, RebelScum.com. Actually, I go to Jedi Insider, which is part of uh, ENINews.com. Um, and just do a, a search on Google for Jedi Insider. I think it might be JediInsider.com. Um, that's where I get a lot of my collecting news from. Uh, and they've got some great pictures of, of those sets up there. So, so you can check those out. And then I've got a little bit of UK news. Look at me being international. Um, and there's going to be some books coming out for young readers in the UK. Ladybird is producing these books. And they will tie into specific stories from the Clone Wars animated series. They're going to come out in May 2009, so they're still a ways off. But they're going to be specifically for the episodes Destroy Malevolence and Downfall of a Droid. 
Downfall of a Droid is actually the latest title episode um, that, that I've been able to find on TV.com, which generally has the title episodes before anybody else. Um, so, so those are, are a couple of books. You can probably expect that a lot of the other episodes will also have books. I can't imagine that they're doing Destroy Malevolence without doing Shadow and Rising <laughs> Malevolence. So, um, so take that for what it's worth. But those books will be out. They're they're just like little uh, young reader books, so they, they they'll just be kind of like those picture books. I'm sure they'll just be pictures from the episode with sort of the text outlining the episode. Um, that's really it for collecting news. Uh, from there, we're going to go into our fan mail. And I've got a piece of mail from uh, Anthony Daly again. Uh, I've read his mail before on the show. Uh, he's, he's a big fan of the podcast and a big fan of Kit Fisto, uh, as he likes to remind me often in his emails. Um, and he actually had some news for us from Australia. Uh, and, and so I'm going to read it. And he says, hey again, Michael, if you could next episode in news segment... Can you mention the Australian DVD release of Star Wars, the Clone Wars film? It's the 17th of December. I also saw Ambush and I thought it was really enjoyable. I liked the bit when the banking clan ships came out of hyperspace because it reminded me of the Battle of Coruscant. And when the battle droids said funny things because they're so stupid. Uh, I've started to get the entire set of Clone Wars figures but I'm being really slow at it. I got the popular ones first, Anakin and Obi-Wan. Then I got the ones I really want, General Grievous and Battle Droids, because I'm a real CIS freak. But Wave 1 is the only one out at the current moment. Uh, would you by any chance know the release dates for the rest of Australia? I don't know the release dates. Uh, thank you for informing us of the release date of the DVD uh, and Blu-ray, I assume, down there uh, in Australia, down under. Uh, he actually also followed up uh, with with a little bit of uh, news about the DVD, and that's uh, that the uh, two disc collectors tin will be available from. And I'm hope I hope I'm saying this right. I don't know because because uh, obviously I'm from Canada, not Australia. Um, I, can you tell by the accent? Uh, Easy DVD or Ezzy DVD. I'm not sure how that that said, but uh, but they're gonna have what will be the Best Buy edition in the U.S. and Canada. Um, which is just uh, actually we've got a news story on it a while back um, and it shows the collector's tin so that'll be available for you guys in in Australia down under as well uh, he says it'll be $29 and it's the, it's the alternate DVD case so uh, thank you very much Anthony for giving us that news news that I otherwise probably would not have reported on but Apparently, I have a small listener base in the in Australia, because our second piece of mail also comes from Australia. This is from James in Melbourne, uh, and he says, "Hey, thanks for another great podcast. It's a great companion to the series, and easily the best podcast for Clone Wars." Anyway, your last show on what will happen to Ahsoka, and this is a major spoiler, but. And he, for me, he, he put like the dot, dot, dot and, and a whole bunch of space so that I wouldn't uh, spoil myself if I didn't want to. I don't think this is really spoiler so much as it is speculation. But he's, he goes on to say, uh, she will be killed by Dooku at the end of next year. And when I heard about this, I was shocked, but it does make sense and help Anakin turn to the dark side. And that's from James in Melbourne. 
Um, I don't know that I necessarily agree with you. I mean, I said last episode that it would be really cool if she turns to the dark side. Uh, she gives into that that emotion before Anakin. I mean, she's a really emotional Jedi, so I really see this being a possibility with him being her master. Um, I also can see her being killed. I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna deny that it is possible. It's a very good possibility that that's what's gonna happen to her. I also think that there's a curveball in there. So, I don't know where where you heard this that that you're so certain that it's gonna happen, and even having a date on it. Uh, well, a, a speculative date of next year, at the end of next year, I guess the second season. Um, but. I don't know. I don't think it's going to happen. I think we're going to get a curveball. I think something else is going to happen. I have faith in, in Dave Filoni and the rest of the crew uh, that produces the Clone Wars that they've got something a lot more interesting than that up their sleeves. Maybe they're the ones putting out this information. Maybe they're like Michael Bay who's putting out false info about Transformers. And, and they just want us to think that's what's going to happen. And then when... Uh, the actual truth happens what what really happens um, then I uh, will, maybe we'll get we'll get uh, uh, tricked on that one nice twist that's what I hope I want it to be interesting and fresh and exciting uh, not not predictable like uh, like everything we've all come up with so far I hope not even that they they do what I've speculated on but that they do something completely else that nobody's thought of and it's completely new and just throws us all for a loop. That's what I hope. But thanks for writing anyways. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, you guys out there listening can also have your email read. If you just email me at mcohen at clonewarspodcast.com. That's m-c-o-h-e-n at clonewarspodcast.com. Uh, you can head, head over to the... Uh, Head over to the site, clonewarspodcast.com, and actually leave comments on posts, on episodes, and uh, and I might read some of those. If somebody leaves a really great comment on an episode, I'll probably be inclined to read it on it in, in, in the next episode. So so you can do that. Those are the two ways you can let me know what you think. And, uh, and I really appreciate everybody who has mailed so far. Um, the response from you guys, from the fans, astounds me because... I'm just doing this for fun, and I just thought that I'd put out a podcast. I have friends who put out podcasts, and uh, uh, podcasts that I was a huge fan of, and I just thought that I would do this, and, and the response has been overwhelming. You guys are awesome. The amount of listeners, the amount of people who are giving me feedback, uh, leave comments on iTunes as well. Um, and I know, I know that uh, that a few people already have, and I'm thankful for that. Uh, Canadian listeners, leave leave comments in iTunes because I don't have any comments in the Canadian store, uh, so my default store doesn't have any comments, which is depressing whenever I go to check. Um, so yeah, leave comments and rate me there. But I'll, I should have left that for the outro. Um, from there, we go into next week's episode description. I am super psyched for this episode coming up. And the description is, Alone on a distant outpost, clone officers Rex and Cody must inspire their rookie unit to believe in themselves to stave off a droid commando invasion. Um, it's an all-clone, all-droid episode. And 
that's really exciting to me. That's a really cool idea. We're not going to have any Jedi. We're not going to have any of the characters that we're accustomed to dealing with in this episode. It's going to be just clones. And I'm a big fan of the clones. I'm a big fan of like Republic Commando, the video game, as well as the books. So an episode all about the clones is really exciting to me, and I'm really looking forward to this one. And I figure it's going to continue this chain of episodes topping episodes. And I don't know. I don't. I don't see an end in sight. Because uh, after this episode is going to be uh, the layer of Grievous, which is going to be the Kit Fisto episode where we finally see him speak and and on in more than one line and for more than five seconds. So I'm super psyched for the upcoming episodes. I'm super psyched for this series as it continues. And I'm super psyched that you guys are listening. Uh, so thank you for listening. That is the show for this week. I apologize for having it out late. I'm going to try I'm going to try really really hard to have it out on time and that'll hopefully be Wednesday uh, for this next episode. I'm going to do my best. Uh, I'm I'm not going to let anything stop me this week and I'm going to get that out on Wednesday for you guys. Uh, don't forget to check us out online at uh, www.clonewarspodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter. Our username is Clone Wars and with that you will get updates every week uh, for new episodes as well as whenever news posts go up so you don't have to constantly go back to the site it's like having us in an rss but it's even better because it's with twitter and i love twitter and you guys all love twitter i'm sure so uh, follow us over there and head over to facebook we've got almost 40 members i want to get it up to 100 members guys so head over to facebook join the facebook group there's a link on clonewarspodcast.com our website to the Facebook group so you don't even have to go into the Facebook and search for us just go to clonewarspodcast.com head over to the about section and there's a link right there directly to our Facebook group and you can join us and I want to get more discussions going on in there guys I know I'm not 100% active I'm actually behind I need to post the uh, for the episodes that have just come out uh, actually for last week's episode of Frontlines as well as for the episodes of the show and then I'm going to have to post for this episode of Frontlines. So I'm going to get in there. I'm going to post that stuff. I'm going to respond to some of the, the people who have posted in the threads. I'm going to post on the wall. And we're going to get that community a little bit more active. If I can get you guys up to 100 members in the Facebook group, I might get motivated to actually uh, set up a forum for you guys. Because if, if there's people that want to discuss Clone Wars and they want a place to discuss it, I'm more than happy to oblige. I know that a lot of you guys are probably over on the uh, Jedi Council forums from the Force.net, but if you want another place to discuss the Clone Wars, then I'll give it to you. Um, apparently, according to uh, James and some other listeners, <clears throat> I am the best Clone Wars podcast on the internet. So, I mean, I should have my own forums, I guess. But you guys have to show me that it's worth it. So get over there and join the Facebook group. Get it up to 100 people. Um, <clears throat> and just a little bit of other closing news. Uh, I've changed the RSS feed. So um, because the, the RSS feed that I had set up before wasn't, uh, it, was, it was like terminating at five posts. So um, I set up a separate RSS feed to go to iTunes so that you could reference the old episodes. 
because with the other one you couldn't reference the old episodes it was only showing the last two because of all the other news posts so um if you were subscribed to the old rss feed um through through a, a feed burner then you need to go in and you need to change that um if you're subscribed to the podcast through itunes don't worry about it you don't need to change a thing that's fine if you're getting the rss through FeedBurner, so that's where you're also getting the news stories, then you're gonna wanna go and change that RSS link. Just go to clonewarspodcast.com, click on the uh, subscribe to RSS, and it'll take you to the uh, the new FeedBurner, which I'm pretty sure it's just Clone Wars, Frontlines the Clone Wars Podcast uh, news. Could be wrong though. It could be underscore or slash news or something like that. So um, the easiest way is just go to clonewarspodcast.com, click on subscribe to RSS, and that will subscribe you to the full RSS, which, which will give you the last like five posts or so. I think something like that. It's whatever's on the front page is what will be in the RSS. Um, and maybe I'll figure that out and get it fixed, and then it, it won't be like that. And we might have to do all this changing again. I hope not. Hopefully you guys can do that, uh, change your RSS. Uh, subscription over to that and that is pretty much our episode that's everything i got for you this week guys uh it, we're back to the length that we probably should be i think this will probably be around 45 minutes um which is where i want to keep it between half an hour and 45 so we're down to our proper proper uh, fighting weight and uh and hopefully we can keep it this way i'm going to try and keep it up to date doing recaps every week of, of the episodes and giving you my really not going off on the ridiculous tangents and repeating myself like I have this week. Uh, <laughs> but you guys can let me know if you want me to go on tangents or not by emailing me and all that stuff. Um, so thank you for listening and enjoy the upcoming episode and we will catch you guys next week on Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast.